10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Hello and welcome to Are We Friends, the only podcast where normally there are three boys, count them three of them, and they've known each other for around 10 years that we've said that for a few years now, so that's that's probably not true anymore. Uh, and it's about them trying to figure out whether they're still friends or it's just inertia. Today, I've actually let the other two boys take the week off, and I've brought in two new regular guests I think that you'll you'll recognize. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Ayo, it's your girl, Shannon. And from, from Outlaws and on Old Ones. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Sorry, Shannon. And it's me, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it's also still me, just Jorge. Uh, we Emily is from downtime with John and Emily, who we mention constantly. Yay. So we can we can plug those at the end. The reason that I've I've uh, asked our other two hosts to take the week off and ask these two on is because I am super super straight passing. I think, and I I literally in many many episodes of our podcast i've never once mentioned mentioned my sexuality or anything like that and i figured uh i should probably approach that i just don't talk about it a lot it's not it's not me it doesn't come up so today we're doing an episode on queer music um because i am i am pansexual and i don't say that and i'm saying it now and there you go <laughs> Yay! Uh, i'm also polyamorous and i do a lot of uh community organizing activism work for a local queer organization which i will not be naming because they no way like know or support this podcast <laughs> I feel like. uh, but if you would like to get involved in that type of work and you live anywhere in the south please let me know and i'll be happy to connect you with them what about what about y'all what it, why are you here <laughs> um i'm here so that two straight boys aren't here no i'm just kidding i'm just hey! kidding uh i'm i'm uh i'm i'm deciding where i identify right now but it's it's bisexual or pansexual i don't really care right now which one you use but those are both cool uh and and poly and uh i i don't know i like talking about gay stuff so i'm here to talk about gay stuff hell yeah and i identify as bisexual um for a long while now, actually, which is pretty cool. Pretty nice to have been like doing that for a little bit now as a personal milestone. Um, and yeah, also here because I like gay stuff and queer stuff and everything pertaining to that world. And it is a world that I personally like, you know, I feel like a lot of us started on this journey sort of solo. I don't know about y'all, but I definitely like felt like I didn't feel like super alone, I guess. But uh, I think that's like a common thing. So I think it's great that we're going to do an episode about queer stuff so we can all talk about it. And yeah, that's that's my soapbox. This is actually a super funny timing for this episode because a friend from like middle school slash high school just reached out to me and I was thinking about it the other day and she was like the first person who like gave me the term bisexual, like the mm. first person that I heard it from. And I was like, oh, yes. I uh, me too. That's what I am. You're that? Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's like it's probably been 
like 15 years since I figured out that I was bisexual. I love That's that fucking crazy. Somebody on the school ground had to hand it out to you like it was a drug. It's like, oh, I'll do this. <laughs> yeah. This sounds good. You know I, what's funny is she she dated the boy that I had a crush on in elementary school. So I would like did not like her at first. And then I was like, oh, never mind. She <laughs> coined my sexuality for me. That's bonkers. I first heard the term bisexual at Girl Scout camp. I was at sleepaway camp and my cabin mates who are all queer. (laughs) Like I was like, it's one of those moments I think about this all the time. Those moments when you look back, because like I was like very closeted up through high school because I was bullied for being uh, presumed to be gay. So like Mm. people thought I was gay and bullied the shit out of me throughout like my whole school career. So it was like very closeted because that's like not okay. Um, but I was at Girl Scout camp and like all my cabin mates were like, I'm bisexual. And like, we're clearly on, you know, I guess Tumblr before. What was Tumblr before Tumblr? I guess just DeviantArt. I don't know. Oh, my oh God. yes. You're so, oh my God. I spent so much time on DeviantArt, dude. Yeah. So I, they were like, crazy. I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. It's too much. For me. <laughs> we be gay girls. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I identify with you a lot. I'm not like you. At all, but uh, yeah, we should definitely be friends and also swap clothes. Maybe yeah, we seem to share all of the same interests and in both like women, but I'm not like that. Yeah, I'm not. Not me though. Not me. Um, yeah, I didn't. I uh, I got I got bullied when I was like very young. So then I became a, a bully pretty hard for a long time. So I didn't have to worry as much about that. But I still didn't like like I like if it came if it was like directly came up, I was like, yeah, yes, that's that's me. I'm. <laughs> bisexual is how i identified then uh the pansexual thing is very very recent um for for just just word reasons it doesn't really matter to me either um but yeah i just never i just i never cared to talk about it that much i'm an extremely private person also in spite of having a podcast where i talk about things and myself dumb shit all the time uh yeah but i don't like giving out personal facts so it's none of your business but i (laughs) except this week now it's your business now we're shoving it in your face (laughs) everyone's just gonna dump out their purse today yeah i think we're just gonna take a big old queer poopy all over this podcast (laughs) i just i just want everybody out there to know i also like dicks it's important just so you know that it's out there and everybody you think is straight ain't necessarily straight i'm just saying so, anyways, the sexuality topic, is a spectrum. Hell yeah! Yes the, the the topic today queer music. Does anybody want to get us started at a particular place? Because we ended up creating a very long playlist <laughs> that we will we will share in the description uh, of this episode. It got so out of hand so fast. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not sponsored by Spotify, but you should probably get on Spotify because that's where the podcast is or the. Pl- podcast the, also the podcast but the playlist and then you can add to the playlist if you want to yeah it's totally collaborative but uh i think we got on the topic of queer music because once again i don't know about y'all i, I can only speak to my own experiences but for me music was really influential and then in making this playlist i did only in making of this playlist playlist did i realize how influential music was on my own personal coming out story and realizing that I was queer right so like we like went way back like I got into like the Regina Spector the Ingrid yes. Michelson like I went deep like way back the archaeological dig of my sexual history like and it was good it's I think music is a great way to connect to yourself right because the music you listen to so many people will uh 
will sort of develop their sense of self through music and it's even more so if you uh identify as queer i think it's funny because when i think back to like the time that i was like figuring out my sexuality and like when you would think the music would be the most like influential i like i I just like listened to emo music in that time period so and i don't think it was like particularly queer until i think about like ryan ross in panic at the disco and gerard way in my chemical romance and i'm like i mean i don't even think they were like outwardly queer at that point nor do i know if they are necessarily now but like that that was some queer shit right (laughs) like i feel like i was just like oh yeah Yes, very androgynous people. Something is, uh, something's happening. Something's happening here. Yeah. This never, is, there never... is a disclaimer I do want to put in just while like it sort of got breached is that we're going to say a lot of artists and music and we don't know anyone's life. So uh, we might fuck up and say someone, you know, is queer who doesn't identify as that. I hope that doesn't happen. We tried to do some research, but uh, just be be aware that there's a lot of musicians out there and there's a lot of music out there. And a lot of times, you know, we're not going to get it 100 percent right. Yeah. In general, I would I would. We yeah, we we did cursory glances at everybody. But typing in, hey, you know, is Gerard Way gay into Google only gets you so far. <laughs> I think uh, I think where we where we kind of landed with everybody was that like. Some people are just like a queer icon or gay icon, although those were not like our main focus. But everybody else is like they're queer or their music sounds really queer or they are like not gender conformative, you know, or like they're they're just a little spicy. Everybody's <laughs> a little spicy in some way or another. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the, the biggest uh, ones that are like seem like they might be queer, but we found out claim not to be is Kate Bush and Kylie Minogue I think were the, the two. Kate Bush I don't think anybody was claiming was queer but I was hoping yeah I, was hoping Kate Bush, I, really I actually like, like found a whole article on the sexuality of Kate Bush's songs that was like very specifically that. like gay people love Kate Bush why do gay people love Kate Bush so much and it was just like yeah uh she was uh, a little ahead of her time, and they said, like, basically, wh- who inspired her was Bowie, and David Bowie was yeah. extremely non-gender conforming, gender non-conforming, and so Kate Bush was sort of following in those, not those footsteps, but sort of had him to look at, and pretty much no yeah. one else at that point, so. David Bowie was another one I could not confirm. He said he was definitely bisexual at one point, and then mm-hmm. years later said he regrets saying that, and he was definitely straight, and so people just don't, don't know. I think he said Man. a few different things and didn't didn't really like come down fully on one one side of it hmm. um but that i was thinking about y'all were talking about discovering your identity through like exploring your identity through this music and i definitely didn't do that i just like liked what i liked it just <laughs> turns out like oh all this shit is fucking gay dude <laughs> <laughs> but that's so often so like so much a part of it is like when you finally feel a little more grounded in your identity, which of course can always change, right? But mm-hmm. when you feel like you're on solid footing with your identity and you're like, you know, it it complete it's it's who you are, right? You start looking back and then a lot of stuff starts making a whole lot more yeah, sense. Yeah. <laughs> and we, yeah. Emily and I were today we were when we were preparing for this episode, we started talking about the movie Across the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> which is like oh my god that was a sexy movie for me you know that movie was boy sexy for me and it was like i watched that on repeat and i didn't even know what i was doing 
so funny. I had no room clue. for one movie on my iPod and I put Across the Universe on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was just because I like Jim Sturgis. But then I look back and like that uh, we put the I Want to Hold Your Hand cover uh, where it's the, the woman who plays Prudence, who I don't know her name. She's a banging voice and she's wearing a cheerleader uniform and it's all very... Yeah, I should go back and watch that movie for sure. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going to be watching that movie soon. Yeah. So what what actual queer music did we put on it? Because that also is just that... I guess they mentioned, they mentioned queer people in that. Well, yeah, then, I didn't even I really like, touch theater too much. Yeah, I was just thinking that we probably could have put like a lot of musical theater on there or like or like songs from movies, but I don't think we did too much. Um, yeah, I yeah. mean, that was, I feel like that one's hard to do. You'd have to start looking at individual actors. And it's like, does it count if the actors are gay? Does it need to be the people who wrote the songs? Does the content need to be queer? Like, that takes us all over the I place. I mean, I guess one I can start out with is we we put Janelle Monet on here, like, many times. And she just... I feel like her music is in- extremely gay. Like mm-hmm. it make me the vi- the music video for "Make Me Feel" and the music video Ugh. for "Pink" are just like the gayest Pink music videos is of so all time. Good, yeah, and they're just like, oh, like those are movies that I want to play if I just want to go out and feel. Did I say movies? You said movies. I said movies. <laughs> That's music that I really want to play if I want to like go out and and pump up pump up the pump up the jam with my queer with my queer pals. Absolutely, a queer night on the town. Yeah, um, and yeah. I think I believe Jill Now Monet didn't come out until like right before that that last album came out, right? I think. I, I don't know. I, can't I say for that sure. is what I had read when I was quickly. Go- there was a lot of like trying to read an article from the page of Google because I was already abandoning work to look up all these people. Yeah, I mean that's the trickiest part of this whole like this whole theme episode episode theme because. It feels really weird to like want to know other people's sexualities so bad, but yeah. I'm also like, why can't why can't you just say it and then <laughs> identify exactly when you said it so I know? But also, I'm like, that's very intrusive, and I would be like annoyed if someone was like, "Hello, yes, what is your sexuality, and when exactly did you identify that, and do people publicly know that?" Like, yeah, like you need to register your sexuality yeah. so that <laughs> everyone can know. We need a gay directory, please. But all yeah, but I but I want to know, you know. That's sort of what we ended up doing, anyways. Is looking through essentially like a seventy-five most influential LGBTQ uh, artists, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like where we ended up cross-referencing. <laughs> it was like okay, but it's like you want to lift up queer voices, right? Like that's what you want to do in this, and so. Yes, there are so many songs and so many artists that have been labeled as like gay icons in the past. And it's like some of these people are straight and some of them are LGBTQ. But also a lot of these songs are uh, are just songs that a lot of uh, queer people identify with because maybe it's someone singing and not changing the pronouns on a cover, you know, which we have a couple of times and stuff like that, which I always thought like, I don't know about, you know, anything else, but when I was you know, coming to grips with my sexuality and stuff like that, I would listen to to covers where someone was doing a cover of the song who was the the opposite gender of the person who wrote it. And, you know, so to me, that became a queer song. Yeah, I hadn't even considered that part about that. It just didn't, like, click for me at all. That <laughs> actually matters there, right? I literally think that I have brought this up on this podcast before, but an example of the opposite of this that I think about all the time is Michael Buble 
doing a cover of Santa Baby, and oh he does not God. say baby. He says, he says buddy. Like, <laughs> buddy and pal and like friendo. He doesn't say friendo, but he might as well. Because he can't say Santa Baby because I guess his masculinity isn't isn't secure enough. That's I don't know. When, when boys don't change, when boys change the pronouns so that they're not singing to another boy, I think it makes them cowards. Yeah. <laughs> think, like, you're being a baby. It is fine. It is a song. Because then you're just rubbing your straightness in my face, honestly, and I don't need that. You you're know? You're forcing like, me to, to make a mental switch that I yeah. didn't have to make. Like, yeah. And singing along to Santa Buddy. I wasn't thinking about you trying to sleep with Santa. Like, you're fine. Yeah, you could have just oh, said I the word d- and no one would have thought about it. <laughs> I feel like it makes it worse when he sings Santa Buddy. Like, he's trying to oh, cover yeah. something up. Like, it's when they like when they call uh, lesbians at their weddings. Like, people comment, like, what great friends, you know? Oh <laughs> Which is oh. tragic, but one of my all-time favorite things to do. Uh, like the, the the roommate conversation. I love. I love. We just went to a wedding where there was there's two old ladies that they were like very close friends and roommates, and I was like, okay, sure, whatever you, you like say. Get each other's food for each other and stuff, though. So like, <laughs> so what are we whatever, doing? Like here? it's fine, whatever. That's okay. I feel like that's so common. It's. It, I found out that both Taylor and I have have that in our families where. Uh, two older women in the family have sort of come together and you're and everyone's just sort of got this little question mark like what's going on they live together now they're not related but like met mm-hmm. through like family and stuff it's it's really common oddly either that or it just happened to me and also taylor and we're just like very rare but no but i'm, I'm still down for it. i say if you, if you if your family sucks and you gotta hide it go for it like yeah keep doing your thing <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know why the the song that keeps sticking out to me is one that I put on. It's because you were singing it right before we did this. It's all the things she said by Tattoo, which <laughs> I don't even I didn't look them up. That one I don't know at all. But the music video made me feel like they were lesbians. I mean, they make out like a whole lot. Like two women make out like a lot in that song. So I don't know if the artist is gay, but as Ooh. as far as the so- the song is definitely gay. I don't know about the artist. Ooh. I just, uh, I mean, this is an article from billboard.com. So it's like pretty reputable. I feel like that is titled tattoos. Faux lesbian singer wouldn't accept a gay son. So oh. that song, oh, that song no. might have to come off of the list, oh. but uh, damn it. we'll find out. They so out so this, this is, video. this is another thing that I want to mention because something, someone recently brought this up to me and I did not know that this was a thing, but one of my coworkers was talking about Harry Styles and they were like, I don't like Harry Styles because he's a queer baiter. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And she was explaining that it's like people who like, like get the queer audience or like become queer icons, but are not queer themselves and do mm-hmm. not like do like perform any allyship. And I do not know if that is how I feel about Harry Styles. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that about him necessarily, but if like, like this song, if you're going to make a song where two ladies make out in the music video, you got to be cool with gay people, dude. Like you got to be cool with gay people. You got to give some yeah. money to gay people. Like, come on, you come on. Ex- or just yeah, let queer people you, sing the songs. Like, you can't come on. exploit queerness for, for an audience and then, and then not follow through. Right. I feel like we, we see that I've heard queer baiting a lot, but more surrounded around TV and movies mm-hmm. where, uh, like an obvious, 
uh, should be gay pairing is then just like not it doesn't happen and like mm-hmm. tease it and tease it and tease it and then it doesn't happen right you or you think or the person dies immediately <clears throat> supernatural like what the fuck <laughs> but um the, yeah there's just like a lot of of that that like, goes on in tv and movies just watching the yeah, gears wait, turn so, in jorge's head sorry i won't i got two two <laughs> first of all before i lose before i lose the thread I did want to say it's been a bummer looking these people up because sometimes you find shit out like, oh, Debbie Harry said that she was bisexual like throughout her career. But then in her 70s, she's like, no, nah, I was just a phase. That was just hormonal. And it's just like, <sighs> damn it. Like what? that can be true. I'm not saying that can't be true. But like you couldn't just keep just it to yourself, hormonal. Debbie Harry. Like just you couldn't. You're like 78 years old. You can't just run the clock out on that. And you're just, let just us have this. you're just validating the mothers of teenage girls everywhere. Like come on now, come on especially now. Especially when it's for someone. I mean, it's obviously a soft spot for me. But especially when it's someone who says they're bi and then goes back on it, it just yeah. hurts because. It, there's such a there's a, already biphobia. There's a, there's a yeah. visibility issue in the bi community. I I've had like lesbian friends of mine come up to me and be like, Emily, what's the bi community like? And I'm like, what fucking bi community? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? That doesn't exist, you know. And so it's very frustrating to see someone who said they were bi and then went, oh, never mind. That's you know not real or. That was one of the first things when I was like discovering my identity. There's a line in 30 Rock, which was one of my all time favorite shows at the time that says that, you know, it's an offhand like comedic line that says bisexual is bisexuality doesn't exist. It's something they invented to sell hair products in the 80s. And it's like, <laughs> why you got to do me like that, 30 Rock? I mean, they did well, everyone like that and it's a bad yeah. show. But like, yeah, no, I was reading an article that was saying that like a much higher percentage of bisexual people end up with opposite sex partners. Is that, is that a proper term? Opposite sex? I don't know if you'd consider the, yeah. you know, to, to I mean, if, if they in, still identify as the, uh, the gender that in the binary is opposite. I'm going to say you, in, like then. with straight gendered partners. Yeah. Uh, in be, heterosexual relationships. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I don't like calling them. That. It, hetero and homo sound weird to me. Well, always. no, it's also you just calling a man and a woman in a relationship, a heterosexual relationship is just like, like literally me and Jorge are both bi. We're not in a heterosexual relationship. Like, yeah. Anyways, right? they're yeah. saying that they, uh, it happens more often just literally statistics wise, because there just aren't as many bisexual people out there or like there's not enough queer people queer people for you to end up with so you just end up stuck with like a stupid boy because like people presume that there are more queer people than there are is what i got from that as well they said two percent of the population is queer but also two percent is kind of gigantic because that's two out of every 100 people that you know which if you look at your facebook friends you probably have about 400 right through like two to four hundred people that's that, I that's know. i don't know well, i was I, I was on uh facebook in high school so i have a lot of people on there that i don't know i i feel like it's it queer people especially think it's more because we all connect with each other because we search for that community so hard which is like a great way where music comes into play because you can like bond with people over queer music and that's like a way to safely find people who share your like sexual identity without like having to be like hello i'm i'm queer is anyone queer like <laughs> hello please yeah no, cause it, just the way that society is set up it forces us to have to like check you know we have mm-hmm. to be like i need to and also like that i it is not something i like 
figured would happen. But now that I am very active in the queer community, like it, that community has become so much better feeling overall and like less stressful. And it's just like, I don't so like going out to meet strangers. If they're straight, like if they're just going to be straight, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Man. They're, <laughs> like They're going to be mean. I don't want to. It's like going to a work function. You're just like, Oh, you all suck. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how fast I changed on that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the one thing I I have always struggled struggled with as like a woman who's into women but has the option of also dating men is that it it feels icky to hit on women to, to me because I am constantly concerned and I know that this is a common thing about uh, around women who are attracted to women is that it's really scary to put yourself out there to another woman because we know how it feels to be hit on and it sucks Mm -hmm. and you don't want to be like you don't want to like intrude on someone yeah well also I worry about like the male gaze right because that's so socialized into us that even though like I'm a woman a woman attracted to women like, is my gaze going to be seen as something perverted, you know? And then it's it's very, like, oh, yeah. it's, it's so much easier to, like, go over to someone who it's, like, more acceptable to be around, you know? Mm-hmm. Super yeah. lame. I, I do want to take this opportunity to mention, uh, we're only we're only talking about men and women right now, but I, I yeah. do, like, the, the... I specifically have switched to Pan because I would like to include all genders because it's like non-binary people fucking do it for me for some reason i don't know what happened there but like it really happens uh but i do believe <laughs> that bisexual is now like people who identify the way and you tell me if i'm wrong do usually consider it to be like bi as in my gender and yes. any other gender so mm-hmm. that's what i was gonna say because i have struggled with this as well the bi pan because i i like saying bisexual it's just like Mm -hmm. the way Mm -hmm. i've liked it but that bisexuality was identified a a long long time ago before pansexuals felt you know that there was something in the the bisexual label that didn't quite work Mm -hmm. and but bisexuality has always meant my gender and other genders right Mm -hmm. so that's why i felt comfortable keeping the bisexual label for myself um, but I feel like I'm in complete solidarity with uh, pansexuals as well. Like, I think you know. I think most bi people feel that way. Like I don't know. I think if you get too hung up on the words, then you lose the importance of like that we are all queer and we're all struggling with the same thing. You know? Yeah. No, I only switched since I, I don't feel a particular like tie to any any one term. So I I just figured like it's it's easier to just have the one where it's where mm-hmm. it like directly says everything. I don't need to explain anything. You know? Yeah. Um. In that in that regard at least um i did do some research and there's definitely some bi people who are like not not down like they mean just men and women transphobic bi people yeah no there's i mean there's transphobia in within the the larger queer community that Mm -hmm, you know obviously is not what we are talking about at all when i say i'm bisexual i am totally down with all genders um personally and you don't have to be attracted to all genders or whatever, but that's just my own, my yeah. interpretation of bisexual and also the life I lead. So just or, you know. bringing it, bringing it back, bringing it back to the topic. Yeah. Cause I know we're just going to, we well, can just I, talk about this forever. Yeah, I did not, that is not the point of this. I just wanted to mention it. Cause we got yeah. people listening yeah, yeah. who might not know anything about any of this yeah. stuff. So. Um, uh, so, okay. So transphobia took me here, but it's away from transphobia. Uh, but 
one one person on this list who I want to shout out and one artist is against me. Um, the lead singer is Laura Jane Grace, who I want to say like 10 or 15 years ago, uh, like began their transition like publicly and is a, like is a trans woman and has been extremely open about their like journey. And they even have a song called what is it called? It is called transgender dysphoria blues yeah and there's like a whole album called that and uh y'all y'all should listen to it that's definitely one to check out it's really cool i think it's very important to uplift like trans artists because yeah yeah Yeah. another one i'd I'd like to mention is uh kim petrus 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 who was that's like the spooky one right yeah Yeah. you know i like my spooky shit but um like 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 billy eilish but spookier and cooler yeah um i don't I don't actually know their their pronouns. Uh, so when I whenever I don't know pronouns, I just default to they. By the way, I actually um, just read that they transitioned, and I believe you she her pronouns she at the her. age of sixteen. Yeah, well, that's what I wanted to wow. mention was that they were in the mm-hmm. news because they transitioned very young, um, and now they have these. They released this their first album on uh, like around Halloween, and it's like so good. Hell I put the song yeah. "Demons" on there because I love demons. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, we definitely have like. A few on the on our list that we were able to compile. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we all tried to be pretty representative in the the short amount of time that we were just like really feverishly adding artists to our list. We want to completely oh. abandon work and only did this. Instead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this was the only thing that felt right today, and so <laughs> that I'm is what I did. Completely ruin my life to do this. Living episode. my truth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we all tried to to make sure there was some representation of of trans and gender non-conforming folks as well as and non and non-binary folks as well i know there are a few i would love um, to shout out that there are like so many good playlists at least on spotify and probably other places too that like there are just there's so many queer people out there doing the lord's work and making playlists that are like exclusively like gender non-conforming non-binary trans lgbt people it's it's awesome. So if you're ever like, man, I've been listening to a lot of music by straight white men lately. How can I solve this? Just search search the playlist. There's so many out there. Yeah. You're going to find so much music that you've never heard of, and you're going to be like, wow, this is so dumb that this is not mainstream. And that's the thing. Is I would really go to other playlists to find new queer music because a lot of this, like, well, y'all put on a lot of stuff I don't know, but a lot of the stuff that I put on is stuff that everybody knows because it's like 70s, 80s hits because I just, you know, I love my disco. I love my this and that. Uh, and it's just like I had to went through and just finding all the artists that I listen to actively that are gay, so or or bi or non-gender conforming or what have you, queer. One word. Use <laughs> <Just> one word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, we don't need the alphabet soup, right? We that's what we're using. Yeah, queer as as yeah. being this an umbrella term for the purposes of this what episode. It, I feel like I I heard somebody call it like the alphabet brigade recently. Is that what? Alphabet soup is what I've heard. Yeah, the alphabet soup. That's for like the yeah. L- no, I I, I just feel like I've heard a different word for like people's like in the individuals like alphabetians, you know, like something like that. But I can't remember what the word is. But it's very cute. But yeah, alphabetties, alpha buddies. That just makes it seem like they're buddies who are alphas, and that's like a different situation. Oh, but yeah, we have some oldies and some newbies. I mean, like. A really good example that's like blown up recently is Call Me By Your Name, right? Which I know is not the name. It's like parenthetical. Ontario. Ontario. Okay. There we go. Mm-hmm. Lil Nas X has been like blowing shit o- open in a really big way. And I think like 
That's yeah. so cool. As someone who if listens you, to indie sad girl music mostly. <laughs> if you don't if you don't know that song but have like maybe you, you probably like heard it in TikToks or something if you if you watch TikToks uh it's the same guy that did the uh old old town old town road. Mm-hmm. Old town road. Uh, yeah. And you got to you got to watch the music video to get it. So you have to look up the the Montero music video cuz it's very very good. If you haven't seen it by now then you're an old. You are an old <laughs> person if you haven't watched it. Already. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least like you probably have an elderly family member who's like shouting about it on their Facebook page. Oh, for sure. And it's so funny because all these people are like, he he's screwing the devil in the music video. (laughs) And it's like he literally said the whole point was that y'all have been telling him and the rest of us all of our lives that we're going to go to hell for gay. And then you get mad that he's like, I'm gay. I'm going to hell in this music video. Why are you upset? <laughs> this is what you told me I was going to do. Yeah. Like what? I don't understand. Also found out that uh, Barry Manilow is gay. I, At least. That's been, that's been really, <laughs> I feel like you're, you're late to I, the party. Big news. I did not know this. And I was so excited because I'm like, Martin. I'm putting on Copacabana. Copacabana is <laughs> coming onto the playlist. <laughs> Now the party can really start because we have Copacabana. <laughs> I was happy to throw on some uh, some Live in La Vida Loca, Ricky Martin, you know. like Love it. I specifically so skip good. Ricky Martin. <laughs> uh, I did find out the Pet Shop Boys, at least one of them is gay, and the other one maybe, but they don't like to talk about their personal lives, and I will respect that Pet Shop Boys, but I really like them, so you I know, was happy about that too. You know where a good place to find queer music is, especially by like, like they thems, is tiktok dude i, I found tumblr. like <laughs> <laughs> i guess also i haven't been on tumblr in years now but on tiktok i found a band called gully boys a band called In- insignificant other there's another one called pink shift and i'm not sure if they're queer but they like they're too small to be able to google whether they're queer or not but i'm like they got those vibes you know mm. like there are just so many artists like that on tiktok like like 20 something year olds that are just like yes dude you guys are like what I wish I was when I was like 19 and 20 years old, just like so unapologetically queer. It's awesome. I'm so jealous of, of that in anyone. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. there are so many people that have known their identity since they were very small and I am always so jealous. I'm like, well, you knew what you were about. Like what? And you just out here expressing it. I love it. I love to see it. Like there is a jealousy, but there is like nothing but like radiating like support and love. Mm -hmm. Like, please be so authentically you i love that that's so crazy cool yeah i fucking love tiktok they bring so (laughs) much good music and so many funny things you can just watch it and laugh and laugh and laugh and it does make me feel so so old and like i missed everything (laughs) i feel like i'm still because i'm like i just i'm i'm here now you know i finished school several times over i've like switched careers a little bit i got like my money now my debt a little bit clear i'm like now i'm ready to be here and confident and and where where do you want me and they're like it's too late you're old it's over <laughs> they're like you oh you're still it. wearing like, skinny jeans ew you have a I side will, part Blah. i will never i will never stop wearing skinny jeans i or don't a side part. fry them out of my yeah what hey, you're gonna have to shave my head first like sorry yeah. Sorry, my side part is a part of me. And my also, side I, part is a part of my bisexual representation. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's just undercut it again, Shannon. Let's just go back to those days. Yeah. Which was, like, so important, right? Like, you have to be, like, visibly a little gay. Like, or else, how are you supposed to get any ladies, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're just, like, out there being basic. I was always like, oh, I think I look too normal. I, 
like i need to get some Yo, piercing I, or something like, i'm i'm about to go try to queer i'm i'm finally getting a haircut after a full pandemic's worth because i'm gonna be fully vaccinated soon i'm gonna be like barber i'm going to a queer barber and i'm like You're, you gotta help me out here you get it up a little something something's gotta go here i feel like i feel like dropping your your like queer music taste is a great way to like subtly let people know like i know i talked about it like bringing people in community together but also you could just like be meeting someone like a mutual friend for the first time or whatever and be like oh yeah you know i'm just really into like uh that one song by the high women called uh if she Le- if she ever leaves me is that what it's called like just mention yeah. like the gayest song that you can think of and then if they're like oh yeah i really identify with that song you'd be like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, yes you do okay so, so what you're saying is every time i've just been talking about how much i love disco i've just been telling everybody what i'm up you've for. just been shouting i'm gay <laughs> They fucking love disco. I did not put enough disco on this playlist, but like it. That's that's one that it, I feel like is really hard, yeah, to find out. out. But there are There's, so many. I mean, disco. I feel like has so many connections to like house music, which also has like so many connections to the queer community and like like well, the balls in the eighties and like all that culture. There was something about disco actually um, that Taylor likes to tell me and it it's that, <laughs> that disco that never white man likes to tell me <laughs> as another lover of disco disco you know is that disco never died like people talk about the death of disco because it was a concerted effort to silence disco because disco was gen- more gender non-conforming uh more queer and had more um poc artists than like mm-hmm. any other genre at the time and so people mm-hmm. pretended that no one liked disco when reality disco did and always disco will slaps. Slap. Like, yeah. Yeah. but it was like a concerted effort because disco was um had more bipoc representation and also was qu- like more heavily queer than other music that that was around at the time yeah. fucking straighty's trying to keep us down man it did also slowly like transform into to house and other types of music as mm-hmm. you said there's like one there's a group that i really like that is called like the bumblebee collective or bumblebee <laughs> unlimited i think something like that and they have a song called uh i just want to be your ladybug be my ladybug something like that and it's so fucking good and it's never on any disco playlist and i'm like this is the best disco song and for some reason <laughs> Apple Music has a description of them, even though, like, nobody's heard of them. And, like, they usually only have their, like, music descriptions for when somebody's famous. And they're, it's some guy just going off about it. And it's like, this is, like, the the crux, like, the the migration point from disco to house music. They are, they are responsible for this, making this bridge. And I'm like, okay, guy, whatever. Is that why this song's so fucking good? I got to get that on the playlist. But I got to find out if it counts or not. I do love a good disco. Like that's the where disco always pops up is like Apple Music will have a pot like a, a playlist that's like, you know, those motivation like get up jams and it's always some like yeah. rockin' disco song and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, no, I, I like this a lot. I like it very much. <laughs> Does anybody know if the if the Bee Gees count? Are the Bee Gees queer? They feel like I, don't I feel know. like at least one of them, right? Yeah, like maybe. Maybe like five dudes in there just don't google it and then you never have to say decisively what they that's true schrodinger's queer is it's a lot better than no queer you know you know uh a pattern i am recognizing is so i feel like there are a lot more like like masculine or like male queer artists from like the disco age and like the house era and like 
I don't know. At least all the modern stuff that I listen to is just like queer women or queer femmes, like exclusively pretty much. And I don't know if it's because like maybe there are just less men or like masculine people who like openly sing about their sexuality or like, you know, cause they're, they're the ones that be changing the pronouns in the songs when they like reverse the roles or whatever. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You no, talking about like, noticing... like, like buff dudes that sing about being gay. Like, what do you like? No, I'm just, I'm saying men, but I'm saying I'm encompassing people that mm. are not just identifying gotcha. as men. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah, I was noticing that our, well, I was saying it too on our little chat we had going that I was like, oh man, can we get some more like men loving men, man loving men, whatever into, into our playlist? Because I was noticing that like, and I think it's just because it's stuff that I specifically liked that I was putting in. So I was like, well, I'm 100% supportive of, you know, men who love men, but also since that's not indicative of my experience, mm-hmm. my music taste is very ladies loving ladies, you mm-hmm. know, like that is that is where it was going. Um besides like yeah, those 80s like rock icons that we know or you know mm-hmm. even before, there seems to be a few more of them for some reason I'm not really understanding why. Yeah, I'm so I'm so curious about this now if this is just like where our tastes end like the if we're just not getting to that music or if there's just like actually less of it so listeners if you have suggestions of like men singing about how they love men or they're queer or whatever or like masculine identifying people drop drop that shit dm that shit because i want to know i want to know if we're just like missing out on a world of queer music i feel like we're probably just missing out on it but even like the ones that i know from like the the olden times uh they they rarely like actually sing about being gay or anything like that Mm -hmm. they're usually like they are and it's like there's innuendos and stuff in there and like we know but it's not like like an open secret yeah like like if you're if your boomer parents are listening to it then they're just like this is a this is a bop as the kids would say that's my only opinion about it they're not like wait a second except for relax by frankie goes to hollywood that one's pretty overt i think if you know the lyrics to that one i do not know that one but now i'm gonna have to look it up (laughs) it's i i I think a lot of people listening will know the lyrics to that one all right that's funny yeah i mean like you don't have like Right, Bowie, we were we were had a question mark, and then Freddie Mur- Mercury, everyone knows, was gay or bisexual. There was also a question as to whether, like, how he actually identified, and unfortunately mm-hmm. did not, you know, live long enough to actually, you know, make that public if he ever would have. But uh, yeah, didn't sing overtly about it. But I remember my parents telling me when I was a little kid, they were like. Oh yeah, what? Because it was a big deal that he came out, or or when he when he died that he had mm-hmm. had HIV, had, had had AIDS, and my parents were like, he was gay, like we had no idea, and then they had this like big aha moment where they're like, the the band was called Queen, like that was like, <laughs> how did you not know? <laughs> so funny, never thought about that. Yeah, like it's literally <laughs> Queen for. <laughs> Anyways. Well, because he also sung, sang about fat bottom girls. So yeah. what do we do with that? That, that threw us off the, ter- the trail for years. <laughs> fat bottom <laughs> girls. Uh, the red herring. Yeah, the the village people is, is another is another big one. Um, we're not. I don't think everybody there like confirmed. Um, though there were some that did, I believe. We haven't said mm-hmm. Elton John, but Elton John. Yes, yeah, Elton yes. John. I did obviously. get a song on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
That one, yeah, that one's. Yeah. Jorge that's added, I'm still standing, and I just feel like that's a really gay song. So, yes, it's perfect. Yes. Well, it's also like, I didn't mean to link it in with I'm still standing. I'm con- continuing on an earlier <laughs> thought. But, yeah. like, a lot of these artists and other people, I mean, like, we have not evidence, but we have, you know, stories of people who have died a long time ago that like now we live in a time where it's okay to be to to be out and it's not going to kill your career and elton john was one of the fortunate people that lived long enough to see those times because Mm -hmm. of course you had the aids epidemic and you had all sorts of other things that led people to to not live to this time or to to not want to come out at you know this late in the game or what have you so i didn't even think about how many artists that we lost to the aids crisis like yeah there are just so many people that could have been huge that died because because of mm. negligence and, oh, and Reagan. homophobia and yeah, fucking Reagan. God damn. Yeah. Anyways, so many, so many people we just we don't know about because well we know about now but it's be- only because they sent so many naughty letters to each other. <laughs> there are so many old timey people. I love to be known for my people. naughty letters. Oh <laughs> my god. Look up like any old timey person and it's almost always like oh and also we found a trunk full of fucking rock and sexy letters also other, all of those other. women had secret wives yeah. like beautiful it's sweet i love it it's so great I, w- I wish it wasn't in a secret trunk i wish it was a public trunk that they shared with everybody <laughs> but uh but i would love to have my secret pen pal wife but i am monogamous and in a committed relationship so <laughs> i guess i guess that that's not gonna be my truth but you know god i feel like there's probably so many books on secret women who love each other in old timey times that wrote many letters and the there books are, are so super many. long and they're very erotic i do like follow a couple like thi- like blogs let's be real they're blogs it's very <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> but just like straight like historical ladies getting down <laughs> love it <laughs> these are lady romance novels and they'll have like any number of categories it's it's pretty it's pretty good you can there there are those things they exist you can look them up sweet so what what else we got oh god i remember hearing a i have some king princess on there because i i really like them um and once again it's another like queen situation like okay your name is king princess like that that gives me some indication right but you don't really think about it and they had a really popular song actually she goes by she her pronouns but is um i believe gender non-conforming um and she had that song 1950 which was really big it's like she's got kind of a whispery voice Mm -hmm. um but a lot of her stuff slaps in a slightly more mainstream way but it's like pretty cool that someone who's like very mainstream is stream is very um outwardly gender non-conforming which i think is Mm. cool Emily, so. you also have had a lot of artists on yeah. your podcast downtime with John and Emily. Yeah. So, which. yeah, the my favorite thing was and like going back a little bit to like how our how our optics are and how like it's so funny because like early in my life, I was bullied for being gay and didn't know I was. And so that was like my intro to being gay. And then later in life was like desperately trying to outwardly appear <laughs> gay so that women would come to me because I was too scared to approach them and so this is sort of one of these moments that I have this podcast and we have you know a musical guest every time on the show we have someone share an original piece that they've written and so of course the music you know people who are artistic and in this in this field 
are very often uh, identifying as queer. But someone that I was able to recruit was when I was living in Argentina. And it was someone that I was working with as an English teacher who was, you know, Argentinian. And uh, I just received an email in my, inbo- in my inbox that was just las gracias trans tocan esta noche, which means like the, the, the trans fats is their name are going to play tonight and just like a, an address. And I just received this email. I, and I love like, that. Oh, I've fucking done it. <laughs> it's amazing. So they're on there um, because they were the person who they're completely anonymous, by the way, the members, which is why I'm being extra shady about it. Uh, the members are completely anonymous. Um, gay marriage is, is not uh, legal in Argentina yet. Mm. Um, I was at Pride. It was a safe place to be. But there is a lot of taboo around being LGBTQ in um, Argentina still. Mm. And so since it is a Catholic country. And so they actually perform wearing like full face masks. Wow. And they're a lesbian punk rock band. And so I went to this like basement in <laughs> the middle of the night to this like crazy basement punk rock show like filled with like lesbians and it was just really amazing really cool experience so yeah they are on the playlist as well um they rock out pretty hard spanish uh spanish lesbian punk rock that's (laughs) so fucking cool yeah yeah so that's like how we discovered one another (laughs) um they're super cool and then we have a couple other people like i could name but we have so many from downtime that have made it onto this list so definitely there's going to be some people on this list that you have not heard um, someone I was, uh, given permission to talk about because of course I don't want to like out anyone, mm-hmm. especially if they're not like, you know, big time name, you know, I didn't like, I'm not going to call up Freddie Mercury and ask if I can say he was gay, but you know, you, you do want to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh geez, big love in little Hollywood. Um, and they are they do like a lot of queer lyrics but one of them is uh two queens one heart is on here and they're actually another heterosexual couple appearing to be heterosexual couple but actually he wrote this for his wife who is bisexual um and it's just a great song about uh you know about love being the same no matter who it's who it's to and who it's from so this is a nice little one another downtime hall of famer people who've been on downtime before you said wife who is, and I thought you said waifu. Oh, no. Waifu. waifu. I was like, yeah, no, he's in a straight relationship, but he wrote this for his waifu. And it's like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> not, not a uh, term. If he wants to have a waifu, that's fine. Right? I, just don't, I just don't know enough about weebs. That's, that's <laughs> where you draw the line is that waifu? I said I don't know enough. <laughs> I don't know if I'm drawing the line there yet. It's funny that like i like that that song is like very directly about queer topics because i feel like i hate when movies are just like this is my coming out story this is my i'm gay story but when a song does it i'm like yes tell me how you're gay tell me how you're queer tell me about how great queer love is like i want to hear all about it yeah but if they do it in a tv show i'm like "Mm, can't you just show us in our natural habitat like come on (laughs) Oh my god! This this December we have to do an episode on that that Kristen Stewart movie. Oh my god, like the Kristen holiday Stewart. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it. 
Oh, yeah, oh, it's Emily. It's going to make you so mad. Oh, we're going to have to watch it together. I have so much to say about it. Oh, jeez. You're going to have to wait, and we're going to have to watch it together, and mm-hmm. we're going to have to do an episode on it. Just mm-hmm. like we're going to have to do an episode on Across the Universe. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's well, there's a, so, there's, a, there's a trope in Hollywood about, you know, uh, dead gays, right? Where anytime you have any sort of representation they'll immediately get killed, mm-hmm. right? And it was, you know, a, a trope in, in horror movies, right? That's like, right. You said you said there was one in Supernatural, and I would like to know who you were talking about. Um, the, You've seen it all, right? Uh, not, the la- not the last few episodes of the last season. Oh. Well, then I don't want to tell you. Oh, my God. Now you have to finish so what? we can of talk about it. Of course I'm going to finish. I was waiting okay. for people to God. Should, should Jorge like, take his headphones off so no. I can tell the audience? No, because no. I haven't seen it either. You said too much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know. Oh, well, I didn't, I didn't think anybody had gotten so that far. I didn't realize they I were going to. Oh, my gosh. I just popped in for the for the. Uh, I didn't even lose. watch the finale. He's I, I'm just looking in. I just I saw. I watched this show for 15 years. <laughs> I just ruined a 15 year story. <laughs> That's 15 of your years Somehow of your I life. You'll never get I back. don't think the entire story was building up to. No, it was I, I assume it's Sam and Dean end up kissing at the end and then one of them dies. Of course. Oh, yeah. no. He yeah, spoiled obviously. it for me. No. <laughs> so. No, um, I think it's even a missable moment. It was probably something the internet blew up, so don't worry about uh, it. Almost, almost for sure. They always do that. Though the one in Legend of Korra, that one was real. That's on the books. Yeah. That Mm -hmm. is. Unfortunately, I didn't get far enough in Legend of Korra because the animation got so bad in season two that I couldn't watch it. Like the the literally have no idea what you're talking about the art the art style declines like damn second they switched studios so they got dropped by their first studio and had to go to a different studio and the art is like way shittier it's like crazy couldn't even so it's tell. like ugly to look at it's very Could sad. not even tell it is not <laughs> nearly as good of a show though which is why we did not cover it on this this podcast um <laughs> we do not speak about it unless well, we're talking about, about how cora yeah. and asami are by yes. so. and it is fully confirmed in graphic novels afterwards fuck yeah it is fully on the books love that but yeah, we can we gotta we JK gotta cover like more fucking jk rolling <laughs> i shouldn't have even mentioned her she doesn't Garbage. deserve to be mentioned on this episode no, or we ever. Even, well, for ugh. anybody listening, if you don't know, she's transphobic. It's that, yeah. That's why. She's a turf. Yeah. Yeah. And also the the bullshit fake representation, like, you know, criminal yeah. number one. The, is, um, the um, what do they call it? Uh, retroactive? Like, yeah, like where she's just like, Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. By the way, Dumbledore was gay the whole time. Oh, yeah. By yeah. the way, so-and-so character. Oh, yeah. Maybe Hermione was black. I don't know. Like, okay. Come on. It's like, come on no, now. that doesn't count. It doesn't yeah. count unless you fucking say it in the books that everyone read. Literally yeah. everyone read them. Like, you could have actually done something that would have been beneficial. And she hadn't, she had a massive book deal before the last couple of books came out. Like, the other person who did that and did it right was the guy who wrote The Lightning Thief, where he had the first couple of books and everyone everyone seemed ha- normal, like, quote unquote, normal, right? Everyone seemed straight and cis and, you know, uh, bo- like, fully abled or whatever. And then uh, after he got, like, a deal with Disney, he started writing gayer and gayer and gayer shit <laughs> yes. into the books. Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, and it's like, no, I have your full support, and you've already franchised me, so mm-hmm. uh, no, everyone is gay, and I'm saying it in the books because that's <sighs> what's fucking that. important. 
Absolutely. Mm. Well, and he also well, has like differently abled characters. I didn't say that really well earlier. Right, right. Uh, well, we'll we're, we're gonna. I think we'll hopefully try to do this again at some point and cover some some different topics so that it's not just this one time and then back to straight boyland forever. <laughs> um, I have fun there. It's still fun. I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. But on on the topic of of queer music, are we friends? One hundred percent, easily, yeah, yeah. Dude, put, putting this playlist together was like my hangover cure. Like this was this was great. I just love listening to queer music and talking about it with my friends. Yeah, highlight of my day. And also, I've already downloaded downloaded this playlist. It's it's going in the the vault of the songs that I play on repeat over and over and over and over yes. again. And so that's that's good enough for me. I'd say we're absolutely friends. Yeah, I I also agree. This playlist is mostly stuff we already knew, so we still have like I did I didn't even realize like this was just massive avenue of music to to go explore now. And I'm very excited to to find new music. Yeah, yeah. it was. How nice. many how many songs is the playlist at right now? I don't. I'm a, I'm a freaking Apple Music loser. Oh my so god, I, he's I, such I, a I loser. Oh okay. no, it's, hold on, I got you. Uh, I'm gonna it is switch. four and I'm a half switch. hours long. I do know that. Okay, that's okay. So it's four and a half hours long. So it needs to be longer by that. By by, I don't know the next t- the next time we do a queer episode. So add to the playlist, everybody. We'll link it in the description. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having Y'all. us. Oh, I guess we should do some plugs. Yes, some that is plugs. where we're going. Oh, I'm sorry. I just took I just took the you reins go over for it. here. Oh, <laughs> Take it I'll away. Plug, I'll plug my shit. Um, I'm on Downtime with John and Emily. It's a podcast where my brother and I talk about literally nothing. And it's really <laughs> fun. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast here, something that's unique about us is we do feature a new, a new work from a new artist every single episode. Um, very proud of that. And so you should definitely check us out and get exposed to a lot of new artists in the process. So we have a lot of fun that once again, that's downtime with John and Emily. You can find us at Downey siblings on Instagram and Twitter. And we also have a new email address, which is I don't remember downtime what it is. at the outlaws network.com. It's brand new and I've never personally plugged <laughs> it. So very sorry. It's a first time for everything. That's John's problem. Yes. We've been consolidating all of our properties under one network. Which, uh, which of which I am a part. Me. It's me. It's Shannon. Uh, I, I am on everybody's podcast sometimes uh i'm just a jack of all podcasts you could call me but i'm also on outlaws and old ones which is every thursday at 7 p.m eastern time on twitch.tv slash the outlaws network and that's a show where we play a call of cthulhu campaign that is called outlaws and old ones and it's uh it's like dungeons and dragons but better and uh more cool and it's super fun and you should uh subscribe to us there and it's also a podcast now. So if you want to catch up on all the all the episodes prior to now, you can search us on Spotify or Apple Music or I don't know, Podbean or I don't Taylor on Podbean. Taylor told me that you can ask Alexa to play Outlaws and Old Ones and it will do a thing. So Did uh, that's real. I don't that's know. That's real. No, we play the podcast Outlaws wow. and Old Ones. It will wow. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, hell yeah. So uh, I think you do have to specify that it's a podcast, but yes. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sweet. 
That's so good. Go go listen to that too. I'm also on Instagram at Sharn and Blarnin, and I'm on Instagram at Outlaws and Old Ones, which is the Instagram for the podcast slash Twitch stream. Yeah, and that one's got that podcast got like sound effects and like all all sorts. That's a that's a real done up one. Music by Ethan Gustafson of Some Point Sound. Uh, Taylor does all the editing, and it's really fucking good and he spends a lot of time on it and it's awesome and he adds custom sound effects that he will explain to you in great detail if you like (laughs) 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 it's very amusing (laughs) yep well that's that's it do you want to plug your stuff what is my oh just this podcast this podcast i never understood why we plug our own pot you're already listening to it right you gotta do the socials this is currently are we friends uh you can find us on r-we-friends.com dot com or at any of our social media profiles, which is mostly Twitter and Instagram at underscore are we friends for both of them. Yeah. Um, and Twitter only if Taylor gets drunk. <laughs> yes. So you wanna watch Taylor get drunk on Twitter. We also have a- Nazis usually. <laughs> we also have a Discord for the Outlaws Network. You can find that um at least on the Outlaws and Old Ones link tree on our Instagram, probably also on the Are We Friends stuff. But if you join Discord, you can send us memes and comments about the episodes and uh, harsh criticism and all that fun stuff. Yeah, I got to say the Discord right now is the best place if you want to make a comment on something from one of these episodes because there are there's a lot. There's bullying. There's nice comments. There's all sorts of, at us. I mean, you won't get bullied. We no, there are rules against you getting bullied. You're you're good to come in. You, you can bully, bully me. these guys all you, you come want. In, you bully me. Yeah. That's how it goes. It's a one way bullying relationship. Um, or be nice. That feels good too. Yeah. I found out. Turns out. Anyways, um, that's I've I've been. I'm not your keeper. I'm not. What am I? A host? My my co-host. I'm just. I believe Jorge. you're a co- <laughs> <laughs> Period. He says. Uh, I'm I'm Shannon. Yeah, and I'm Emily. And that's are we friends? <laughs> that's Goodbye. how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs>